You're listening to the Elect That Story podcast. We're in Season 4, Episode 38. What do you do when you meet a bear or an assassin? Today's story brought to you by Selby Studios. Graphic imaging for family, home, and business. Now, here's America's storyteller, Jeff Gould. Thank you, Meredith. Here's a habit I picked up from a friend, Jim Riefenberger, that I use each morning that might help you. It's called GROW, and it's an acronym. G stands for gratitude, R for reading, O for opportunities, W stands for win. Each and every morning when you get up, write something you're grateful for. Make sure it's different every day. Something you learned while reading or observing in the last 24 hours. Write an opportunity that you see awaits you in that 24-hour period. And a win, something that happened in the last 24 hours that was a good thing. And do this daily. It gives you a certain buoyancy and optimism as you head out into your next 24-hour period. So in today's podcast, I'd like to share something I learned about fear from a man facing bears in the wilderness and a woman facing an assassin in Romania. There's a TV show on the History Channel called Alone. Ten men dropped off alone in a wilderness island with a backpack, a selfie camera, and good luck. And immediately the game begins as the men realize what it's like to be completely alone. The game quickly becomes one of managing fear. Now, they all know what to do in the wilderness. Shelter, water, food, fire. They recite these words. They intone them to themselves. Shelter to stay dry and warm. Fire to stay warm and boil water. Water to drink. Food to, well, eat. But, first day, it's getting dark. It has just rained. All initial attempts at fire fail, so all must face a night alone in complete darkness underneath a flimsy nylon canvas. And now you see what they really face, fear. This one poor guy has it worst. He has a small selfie camera mounted outside his tent and shows two little bear cubs snuffling outside his tent. Now, he has no idea what they are, but you can imagine what he hears. Sticks breaking, snuffling, grunting. He thinks it's a bear. He shouts, and the cubs wander off. Then the mama bear comes to see what they're looking at. She, too, sniffs and wanders off. Inside, he is clutching a hatchet, completely alone, And he's done. The next day he taps out, uses a satellite phone, says with tears and frustration, I have never had such a feeling in my life. It's not worth it. I quit. Now, from the safety of my urban living room, I Google, what do bears eat? Well, black bears eat insects, fish, garbage. They are timid, seldom attack humans unless there is a dog involved. And the truth was, they wouldn't have eaten him. They did not eat him. But the man was eaten, all right, by fear. Now, please don't assume I'm judging him. I was once in a canoe in the northern woods of Minnesota, and a bear started to swim across the lake in my direction. (laughs) 
Can you imagine the papers this guy needed to sign before being dropped off completely alone? Imagine the liability waivers. The men were never told exactly where they were going, just warned about predators. Yikes. Wow. Now, now on to the assassin. Virginia Prodan was an attorney during the corrupt dictatorship of Nikolai Ceausescu, a man who had his own police force called the Securitate, which included trained assassins. She's extremely smart and physically tiny, less than five feet tall, 87 pounds. Such a minuscule person that at first she was ignored as harmless. Then she started representing churches, priests, and pastors that were jailed or tortured or even killed by Ceausescu, who had proclaimed himself as the only real god. The laws she used in court really did exist, but no one else dared use them. Judges became irate, prosecuting attorneys became enraged. At the time, the law was not what was written, but rather what Ceausescu said. She was followed, interrogated, threatened, sometimes tortured, tempted with money. They would show pictures of her two young daughters. Interrogators would whisper in her ear, What will happen to them? Finally, while alone in her office, a government assassin of enormous size walked into her tiny office with a gun, closed the door, and with a sneer said he came to kill her. Now, look at those two people, the man in the tent and her. Who was in the most danger? She had no hatchet. She was literally one-third the size of a man that could be legitimately described as a monster. So what did she do? Well, as an attorney representing Christians, she grew to believe and understand in their cause. And because Bibles were illegal contraband in Romania, she did what many did. She memorized vast sections of it. So, with her heart in her throat and with real and crippling fear, she started rattling off in her mind scriptures about fear. Psalm 22:11 Do not be far from me for trouble is near and there's no one to help. Psalm 56:11 In God I trust and am not afraid what can man do to me? It is said there are 365 verses about fear in the Bible, one for every day, and she knew all of them. If there was a specific fear, let's say for the safety of her children, she would pray over that specific fear using those scriptures. Finally, finally, fortified through prayer and scripture, she prayed and prayed until her God got bigger and her fears got smaller. It was said that the guards were actually afraid of her. Her bravery, faith, and love frightened them. And that night, it was no different. She looked up into the glaring eyes of this towering assassin and... Well, you'll have to read it. The book is called Saving My Assassin. It's easy to read and it is just astonishing. The author is alive and well today in Dallas, Texas. And someday, I'd like to shake her hand. She is... 
Well, to me, she's a hero. Why? Because I struggle with fear, too. I get the Sunday scaries, the what-ifs, the not-enoughs, the what-abouts, the it'll-nevers, the curious, harmless cubs that are in my tomorrow at the tent grow into fearsome, crippling monsters, too, too big and powerful for me to overcome. And I guess it's not just me. Fear, anxiety, depression, isolation are out there, looking to kill, if not our whole life, at least the potential of our next 24 hours. So, for those of us who could use a little courage and a lot more faith, I submit to you the story of a tiny, child-sized person with a faith to topple a dictator. Well, that's the story. Thank you for listening and rating and ranking the podcast. If you like what you've heard in these podcasts, I have a speech called The Time Machine. I think the people at your company, school, or gathering may like. Reach out to me through my website, ilikethatstory.net. Ilikethatstory.net. And if you are listening in Dallas, Texas, please tell Virginia Prodan she has another fan. Until next time, I'm Jeff Gould. God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Dot com.